At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. Welcome Baptist Health Talk podcast listeners. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco. I'm a preventative cardiologist and lipidologist at Baptist Health's Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, where I'm also chief of cardiology at Baptist Hospital and the chief population health officer at Baptist Health. Annual screening mammograms can detect breast cancer at an early stage when it is most treatable, but often mammograms show other irregularities in the breast that are not cancerous, such as cysts, calcifications, and dense breast tissue. What exactly do these findings mean? And where can women turn for guidance concerning these benign breast conditions? My guest today is uniquely qualified to provide answers to these questions. Dr. Deepa Sharma is a primary care physician with Baptist Health Medical Group and the lead physician at the Benign Breast Clinic at Miami Cancer Institute. Welcome to the podcast, Deepa. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you. So let's let's um, dive right into this um, topic. So first question is, what are the more common reasons that a woman will seek out care in a benign breast clinic? We'll, we'll get into the clinic itself. What are the more, more common reasons that women will um, seek care from the clinic? Well, John, the top three reasons that women will come see me at the benign breast clinic are for breast pain, biopsy of the breast result review, and second opinions on breast imaging results. So if you say, for example, um, breast pain, um, uh, soreness, it's actually painful to the touch or aches, what, what, how would you define that a little? And actually, just like you said, John, there's a whole spectrum when it comes to breast pain. So it could be um, soreness, it could be tender to touch, it could be pain around the menstrual cycles or pain that's there all the time. So any type of breast pain that's been chronic, um, our uh, patients will frequently have referred to the clinic. So are they coming to you because they're concerned it might be cancerous or just I have a breast issue and the breast clinic is within your purview um, experts in managing any breast condition? I think a little bit of both, John. I think a lot of women, you know, want some reassurance. And I think in medicine, in medicine and practice, we tend to be more conservative. And so um, these are women that we do follow, uh, depending on the nature of their symptoms and their imaging results. We may have them come in for follow-ups, clinical breast exams, repeat imaging. Uh, so a little bit of both. So you mentioned as a, a second of the more common reasons is a benign be- a biopsy result review. Uh, which would mean a woman had uh, walk us through already had a mammogram that showed an abnormality and then subsequently had a biopsy is the, or would have had other findings that led to a biopsy. Give us the scenarios where, where that would uh, uh, come to your attention. So that's, yes, a second very common thing we see in the clinic. So typically a woman would start off by going to see either their primary care physician or a gynecologist and having a clinical breast exam followed by some sort of breast imaging. Mammogram and or ultrasound are most commonly first done. Now, depending on those results, a radiologist who reviews the imaging may decide that there is a finding that they're not completely sure what exactly is going on and they would like to do a biopsy because usually tissue, a diagnosis in tissue really tells us if something is benign or not. 
Before that, it's just kind of called probably. And so folks will get a biopsy and then the results of the biopsy, if they're benign, many times the ordering physician just wants to have a breast specialist review and make sure there isn't anything additional that needs to be done. So what percent of the patients that you see or that wind up in the benign breast clinic at the Miami Cancer Institute are the patients saying, I want a higher level of review? And what percent would be sent by their doctor saying, hey, I want you to get a higher level of review? Can you, can you, can you speak to that? Mm-hmm. Actually, since the benign breast clinic is a consultation, so you would be referred by your primary care physician or GYN to get to us. Um, most of them have already seen their primary care or GYN doctors, but we do have, I'd say probably 30% of women who would just like some reassurance on the results, um, a little bit more explanation into what that result means and what the next steps are. And, And I really do think it's great when women are motivated to make sure that they're following up on their breast care. Oh, agreed. Um, Going back to the mammogram, not the, not the woman who finds something on a self-exam, but a mammogram, how often would a mammogram lead to follow-up testing? I mean, in your experience, how many mammograms are just, this is the result, everything is what it is, and how many then would wind up with additional testing, and what's the more common additional testing based on a mammogram finding? So, it, you know, I, I don't think that I could give you like a numeric percentage, but I can say that we start off with doing a screening mammogram, which gives us an idea of um, the pictures of the breast tissue, whether the, the imaging is going to be sufficient to determine uh, if we can get a good view of the breast. I also like to throw the caveat in, and it's usually on most mammogram reports, that a mammogram alone Uh, is not completely sufficient, you should still have a clinical breast exam because there are times that a physician or a person can feel something that an imaging test cannot detect. And so both are really important to have. Um, But usually nowadays with technology being so great, we have these 3D mammograms um, that sometimes we need a little bit more information. So we may ask for additional imaging, which is common. Uh, and also an ultrasound to augment um, the mammogram. But the the fundamental is still the mammogram and then some augmented options. So I don't presume to put myself in the woman's position, but you can clearly see how confusing this, this world of, of mammography findings, breast findings are. Speak a little bit to the reason behind establishing the benign breast clinic at the Miami Cancer Institute. What was the vision that led towards putting this successful program together? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jonathan. It's There is a lot of confusion. And I think that um, one of the reasons I love being part of the Benign Breast Clinic is my ability to educate women on breast health screening and imaging. And I think um, that's one of the reasons why I love what I do. The Benign Breast Clinic was established by our chief of breast surgery, Dr. Jane Mendez who wanted to have um, a comprehensive breast care center at the Miami Cancer Institute. And um, she came from a, a program where there was a benign breast clinic established to review the chronic conditions that were non-malignant or non-cancer um, for follow-up and for education. And we still work alongside the breast surgeons. So should there be a need for further evaluation or a procedure, the patient is part of the system and can just be seen by the breast surgeons in a timely and efficient manner. 
You mentioned some of the more common conditions that uh, are reasons that women seek care. Um, let's go through uh, relatively quickly some of the specific conditions I'll throw at you. And you can say, you know, this is what we find or this concern is cancer or what the issues are. So the first one is breast pain. What do you usually find, if that's a fair question, in a woman who comes because of pain in the breast? So breast pain is one of those tough ones because we don't have a cure for it there. You know, as a doctor, we like to have a plan to eradicate the symptom. And that's one that's really hard to do. The most important thing that we do is first identify that there's been some imaging up to date imaging to make sure that the tissue is healthy. Um, if the imaging is fine, we do a clinical breast exam to make sure we're not missing a lesion. Like I mentioned earlier, since all imaging isn't um, completely comprehensive. And then we follow. So, you know, frequently we may have a patient that we see come back in three to six months for serial breast exams to make sure that nothing's evolving or changing um, before we kind of graduate them. And, and breast pain is complex too. The breast tissue is so complex. It's made of fat and glands, lobes, lymph nodes, blood vessels. It's, it's really a diverse tissue and it's hormone sensitive, stress sensitive, caffeine sensitive. Uh, so it's really multifocal. Um, in, in the world of breast pain. And that's also one reason why it's great to have a breast specialty team involved so that we can kind of manage that. Like we would other specialty conditions like we do with you in cardiology. Sure. So, so I appreciate that. The, the reassurance that it's not cancerous is part mm -hmm. of, I would presume, what the, what the woman is seeking. Relief of the pain, as you said, not always easy to do, is secondary. Do, mo do breast cancers often present with pain? Not often, but you know, we, we don't want to say absolutely yes or no, but not often. Um, and also I'll add to what you said, those first two things, absolutely right. Reassurance, treatment, and then I like to add surveillance just mm -hmm. to make sure that nothing's evolving. So breast pain would be a certainly worthy uh, indication to seek an evaluation at the benign yeah. breast cancer. How about cysts? Um, uh, again, um, comes up a lot and my, my wife, others in fact, I have cysts and you know, speak a little bit about um, um, what they are and how they would be evaluated when it gets to your attention. Mm -hmm. Cysts are very common that we see on breast imaging. There are three different main types of cysts. We see simple cysts, and then we have a complex cyst. Now, simple cysts are ones that we don't usually worry about. They're, they look kind of like an air bubble on the imaging. They're nice and clear and we can just um, follow those. Sometimes they can be a little tender. So depending on how symptomatic a woman is, we may schedule her for a drainage of the fluid from the cysts. The more complex cysts um, on imaging may sometimes require a biopsy to prove that they're benign. So um, sometimes women will be directed for a biopsy with those. Um, but typically speaking, um, I usually explain that cysts occur in all the organs of our body. We can see them on our skin and our kidney, our liver, um, all, all over the place. So in the breasts as well, they're very common and, and it depends on what we see with what we do next. Fibroadenomas, another common finding. Uh, speak a little bit to uh, what they are and how we deal with, how we address them. Mm -hmm. Fibroadenomas are very common, like you said. Many of them end up getting a biopsy to prove that that's what they are, a fibroadenoma. They can, in some women, grow 
and be painful. And so depending on the size and how bothersome they are, they may consider surgical excision, but that would be for comfort uh, above all. And, uh, and they tend to be what we call low risk lesions, which means that they do not have a high likelihood of malignant transformation. Uh, and so, so these are ones that will also follow in the benign breast clinic. Do they affect the reliability of a mammogram? The reliability, no, they don't affect the reliability of the mammogram. Just oftentimes, uh, they'll, in, a, in an initial mammogram, they'll ask for a biopsy where they'll mark it with a clip so that in the mm -hmm. future, we know exactly what we're dealing with. And the last one I'll bring up for the discussion and something that you and I are uh, involved with uh, developing out. What about um, breast arterial calcification, um, finding of calcification in the arteries within the breast? Is there any significance to that? Mm -hmm. So we do see calcifications in the breast, and I, I'm looking forward to our venture together on that as it relates to cardiovascular disease. Um, a, but sh a, shame, a shameless plug, Deepa, a shameless yeah. plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and there are different types, just like cysts, there are different types of calcifications. So we look for, um, without getting too technical, the quality and the quantity. And so in the world of breast tissue, we really don't like to see things that are growing, changing, or increasing in number. Uh, so anytime there's calcifications that look like they're changing or concerning, those can also be biopsied. And, uh, but you can also have benign calcifications, which we see um, frequently as well. So, you know, more, more to be seen with those. Right. And there's some data that perhaps arterial calcification may be a marker of a higher cardiovascular risk. And again, that's what we're exploring a little further. So more to come on that as well. Um, yeah. A few of the final points, if we could, just in the interest of, of time. Um, so if a woman is referred to the benign breast clinic by their primary doctor or otherwise, what, what can they expect? What is the, is there a, a specific experience that um, we're looking to, uh, to build? Mm -hmm. So typically a woman would be referred by either her GYN and primary care physician. We do request that they have up-to-date imaging of the breast, and that would mean breast imaging within the last six months. Uh, in addition to collecting their history, a discussion of risk factors, their images are also reviewed by a breast radiologist so that we can ensure that there's been uh, an appropriate uh, evaluation radiographically. And then we kind of come up with a plan based on what we're seeing. So the plan could be related to surveillance. It could be additional testing. It could be a biopsy, uh, but there's usually some sort of plan that um, we come together to work on. Are men ever referred to the uh, breast, uh, benign breast clinic? Yes, actually we do see male patients. And uh, I would say I probably see a few every single week. A very common reason that we'll see males referred to the benign breast clinic is for a condition called gynecomastia, which is enlargement of breast tissue in males. There are a lot of different reasons, both hormonal, non-hormonal, medication, non-medication, alcohol, marijuana related. So it's multifactorial, but it is something we do see in the clinic. And as some of the cardiac medications produce that, we're very sensitive towards uh, recognizing that. It's not just a, 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 it's not an overweight person with fatty breast, it's true breast tissue in, yes. in a man. So there is a discern. So uh, that's good, great resource as well. Um, well, again, really love the information, love um, your uh, way to uh, articulate these different conditions that can be confusing. And again, love having the benign breast clinic at Miami Cancer Institute as a resource for uh, our patients in the community. Um, any other final points you'd like, uh, you'd like to either reiterate or bring up that we didn't uh, discuss in regards to uh, benign breast conditions? 
Thank you, John. I just want to say that, you know, it's October, so it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I encourage women everywhere to get checked. I, I say that in my, my hat as primary care, and then also in benign breast, getting checked means checking yourself, having your doctor check you, and then also going for your breast imaging and staying on top of it. Wonderful information. As we noted, the earlier identified, the more treatable and better outcomes. Um, well, thanks again, Deepa. And to our listeners, as always, if you have any comments, thoughts, or ideas for future topics for this podcast, please email us at baptisthealthtalk at baptisthealth.net. That's baptisthealthtalk at baptisthealth.net. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay safe. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida, healthcare that cares.